Women today. Joe, straight from the offer, it's probably fairly obvious, but just describe to me what the word mumpreneur means to you. Well, to me, mumpreneur is a patronising phrase, actually. It's sort of somebody who has a kitchen table business that a bit more than a hobby running it on their kitchen table. Um, I don't have a problem with someone calling themselves a mumpreneur. But there is a survey that's been done by Money Corps, which shows that actually 60% of, of women in business, 65% actually, feel that the term mumpreneur can be patronising and doesn't really do what they are achieving justice. So actually, you say it's, it's not so bad if you call yourself one, but then that's potentially then putting out the wrong image to the rest of the world, even if you use the term yourself. Uh, possibly. It depends what your market is, really. I mean, if you're... If you're I don't know, if you have a local cupcake business and you're selling it to other mums, they will probably resonate with the the phrase mumpreneur. But I would prefer people to just be called entrepreneurs or possibly flexipreneurs because this isn't just about women who are fitting in a business around their family, which is an amazing achievement. And I absolutely take my hat off to anybody who does it. But there are all sorts of other reasons why you might want to run your own business as a woman. Uh, perhaps you, you might be caring for the other end of the family, for, for ageing parents. You might be doing a degree and you want to run a business on the side. You might be testing the waters. I mean, a quarter of, of, of people who um, who run their own businesses ha- still have a day job. Um, and that's actually quite good because it means that you can test the waters before you, you know, dive off the diving board full on. So that's the problem is that it's a blanket term that's being used um, for all women in business and many of them are finding that it rankles. Is it the term itself though or is it more about the gender? Well, I think the gender is still a problem, unfortunately. An enormous percentage of these women polled for Money Corps felt that they had experienced some kind of... um, gender discrimination along the way. Quarter had actually had blatantly sexist comments thrown at them and almost twice as many as that, so 46%, felt that at some point they'd been patronised by men. So I think we can't get away from the fact that this is still happening and it's still a problem. And what was your experience? Because you got into business at a very young age, didn't you? What was your experience? Um, I definitely had my patting on the head moments along the way. Um, and sometimes you do just want to run from the room and, and go, but I never wanted to sell to you anyway. And you have to take a deep breath and you have to reach into your bag for some report or some piece of ammunition that you've got to to kind of counterbalance this, this put down that's being lobbed at you. Um, and I think that this is all about arming yourself with the kind of tools that you need to be professional in business, to, to drive your business forward, um, to, you know, to know how to get stuff done, basically. And what I like about the fact is that, you know, that all this discussion today is about mumpreneur but actually it's it's sitting on top of the fact that um, Money Corps have produced a really really useful guide uh, for people who want to export because a third of the women polled felt that um, the real reason they hadn't tried to export in the past was the fact that they wouldn't be taken seriously. Now you will be taken seriously if you've got all your figures right, if you know what you're doing. We've got this amazing opportunity now with Amazon Marketplace, with Etsy, with eBay, etc. 
to to take a business pretty international from the word go, which wasn't an option when I started Green and Blacks. But how do you find out how to do it? Well, there's there's a really excellent brochure that MoneyCorp put together called What to Expect When You're Exporting. And it lays out everything that you would need to know, including how not to get ripped off on on uh, charges from Amazon Marketplace. You know, there's a there's a better way to do things, guys. Um and so I really love the idea that women today can have tools like this and also positive role models. But it could be somebody like Kath Kidston. It could be you know, Chrissy Rucker from The White Company. Women who've shown that actually your business can be much, much bigger than you probably imagined when you started. I guess that's the, that's the point, isn't that you say about the role models? Because, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, decades ago, there weren't people like yourself who we could look to, who had sort of battled through all of these challenges that you're talking about to, to actually succeed. I mean, I mean, did you have role models in business when, when you totally. were starting out? Yes. Um, my best role model um, was also, I was lucky enough to have Anita Roddick as my mentor. And, you know, Anita probably would have been described as a mumpreneur if she was doing what she's doing, <laughs> she, she'd done uh, now, because she started it on her kitchen table with two young kids, you know. But I don't think anybody, I mean, I know she, what she'd have said if somebody called her a mumpreneur, um, probably not printable. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so she was my role model. And I think it was very interesting. I, a few years ago, I wrote a column for The Telegraph about the fact that one of the things that actually was a barrier to women moving forward in business was the fact that they didn't have po- positive role models. And that's like this kind of catch-22 situation where you're mm-hmm. just going round and round and round. Uh, women can't succeed because they haven't got the figures to look up to. So I think we all have to find our heroes at the same time as, you know, getting all our ducks in a row when it comes to things like X exporting and and expanding and cash flow and all the things you've got to get your head around when you are a business person. And I guess in some respects, you know, because you're talking about the expanding and getting overseas and using these different online marketplaces, in some respect, that's got to work in our favour, hasn't it? Because a lot of the challenges that we're talking about with, you know, potentially being patronised or some of the sort of um, interactions that we're coming up against that might be off-putting, when you're online, most stuff, you're not actually sort of facing those people, are no, you? No, absolutely not. It, and uh, gosh, how lucky we are to be able to do that now with the internet, with social media. You can build an international business almost from the word go um, if you get your message out there. Um, so, yeah, I think on one hand, we have to thank our lucky stars for this opportunity, for sure. But then I suppose I'm saying that and then at the same time I hear you say social media and immediately I cringe because then <laughs> there's all that side as well, isn't uh, there? It's a necessary evil. If you just use it for marketing and then you look at the occasional cat picture. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, certainly I don't think anyone's going to go to their grave wishing they'd spent more time on Twitter. That's for sure. Um, but but it still does offer an amazing opportunity to, to get your message out there in the blink of an iPhone, which just didn't exist. I had to do good old traditional PR and print and send bars of chocolate to Jamie Oliver and Delia Smith and stuff like that to get my message out there. And now, of course, Green Green and Black is a $100 million a year brand. So let's get some words of advice from you then, Joe, for, for, for those women that are thinking of starting their own business. Well, there are a few things I think every business has to get right. And you start with a great product. It really helps if you if you truly believe that your product is the best out there. That is going to make it easier to sell it internationally, nationally, to a buyer, to any kind of customer. Um, I'm a great believer in good old-fashioned print and, and radio PR. 
Um, I think that it's it's still more impactful than social media. Well said. Um, I, everything has to be amazingly well designed now. You know, we live in an ever more design conscious world and it's something that you have to invest in. Um, and, and you know, with Green and Blacks, we've just got that extra, which is those values which um, underpin the whole brand. But, you know, you get those three things in a, in a row, you've got to get that right. Um, and then you can start to look to, to expand. And with you, you mentioned, you know, sort of the values there. Uh, obviously, Green and Blacks has a long history of, of being very ethical about what you do. How important is it nowadays to consider that? Because that is something that's very much sort of buzzword, isn't it? It's it's really important. And I think it's important not just from a kind of, you know, marketing or cynical perspective, thinking, oh, I've got to be seen to be doing this, but actually with the kind of talent that you want to attract to your organisation now, you know, People are asking much harder questions about what does this business stand for and, and um, you know, what are your values and what are your beliefs about the environment, etc. And so you've got to have some answers to that. And actually, I think we all get out of the bed in the morning wanting to feel like we can make a bit of a difference. And it's certainly much easier for somebody who is starting a business whether it's on their kitchen table or in their spare room or their bedroom like I did, um, to build those values in now from the word go rather than kind of retrofit them. So um, it's definitely something I would encourage people to think about from the very word go. Excellent. And, and just before we, we give the links to the, this um, information from, from Moneycore again, with regards using this this term mompreneur and us talking about it negatively, is there, is there a way that we could sort of turn this round and actually own the word and make it a positive? <laughs> I think the research from Money Call shows that it it, it probably can't be um, <laughs> because, you know, when 65% of, of people think that something is unhelpful and patronising, it's probably time to move on. You know, this was coined about 10 years ago. Are we flexipreneurs? Are we entrepreneurs? I don't know. We are people in business and um, business is business is business at the end of the day, whether you are a man or a woman, whether you are having to juggle it with a family or juggle it with something else going on in your life. You know, we all face the same challenges. And I think that it's so important to, to realise that actually, if you are someone in business, you're not a little lone salmon swimming upstream. You know, you are part of a shoal, all moving in the same direction. And actually, if you know where to look, the right resources are out there to help you on your way. Fantastic. And speaking of those resources, where can we find this fantastic guide? Okay, so you can find it um, at moneycorp.com, M-O-N-E-Y-C-O-R-P.com. And it's called What to Expect When You're Exporting. And it's a very useful tool for anyone who's looking to, to sell overseas. Women Today.